Hi, this is Carmen Apito, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. For those of you under 30, Google Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Judah Friedlander. We're taught since we're little kids that this is the greatest country, not just currently, but in the history of civilization. That's what we're taught. Now, if you're taught that, that's probably going to blind you to any problems the country you might have. Had a fascinating chat with Judah about how current events are affecting his comedy in a more personal way. Uh, really great chat, and uh, we'll be talking to him in just a few minutes. We have a song of the week coming up from VC Pines, and we have a not really a dumb bit coming up here next, but this is uh, something we play every year around this time of year. It's uh, a song by my friend from college, Rob Irvin. Uh, I used to work with him on the Gary Burbank show here in Cincinnati as well. And anyway, uh, he has a tune, he and his band, they're, called, they're Rob Irvin and the High Strung Lifters, by the way. And the tune is called Santa Drives a Truck. Here it is. Enjoy. He's a jolly old elf. Everybody loves him so. He's got a new way of traveling, don't you know? On December 24th, you won't hear no sleigh bells peal. Santa's climbed up into a rig and he's sitting behind a wheel. Santa drives a truck, I say Santa drives a truck. Reindeer are getting tired, the sleigh was a getting stuck. Santa drives a truck, you see him blasting through the night. He's grinning ear to ear, chasing his headlights. Got a thermos of black coffee, a slice of apple pie. From up close to the way up in the sky He said with all the airplanes and helicopters I could have been killed I feel so much safer here inside my Peterbilt Santa drives a truck, I say Santa drives a truck Reindeer are getting tired, the sleigh was getting stuck Santa drives a truck, you see him blasting through the night He's grinning ear to ear, chasing his headlights Every boy and girl And whether they've been good or not He knows every cutie At every truck stop So you had better be good At this festive time of Yule If you're not Then Santa will fill that stocking With the diesel fuel Santa drives a truck I say Santa drives a truck Reindeer getting charged Sleigh was a getting stuck Santa drives a truck See him blasting through the night He's a grinning near the ear, chasing his headlights. Santa drives a truck, I mean Santa drives a truck. Reindeer are getting tired, sleigh was a getting stuck. Santa drives a truck, you should see him snatching gears. As he wishes everyone Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. He's a wishing everyone Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
Peter Freelander is a stand-up comedian that you probably know best as a cast member of 30 Rock. He played writer Frank Rossettino, but of course he's also a hugely successful headlining stand-up comedian, and he's doing more of that these days and doing uh, less acting by choice. Here now is our interview with Judah Freelander. Hello, Judah. Yeah. P.F. Wilson from City Pages. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Cool, man. Uh, you know, I believe we spoke years and years ago, uh, oh. probably for City Pages. It might have been for Cincinnati City Beat. I don't even remember at this point. But um, <laughs> so uh, okay, I, probably City Pages. Yeah. Yeah, probably yeah. City Pages. Yeah. So uh, how you been, man? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, I'm in uh, Athens, Georgia, right now. Just did a show last night. Oh, cool. Um, off to Asheville, North Carolina today. Oh, Asheville's nice. Going up for, <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, yeah, just sort of doing a tour up to, uh, up through the south, doing about six cities, and then, uh, in Maryland for the holidays. And then I'm, uh, heading out to the Midwest for a few dates, um, right after Thanksgiving. Cool. Now, so as I understand it, with this tour, have you have you thrown your hat into the presidential race? Is that my understanding, or is is this? You well, you know, I talk about my, you know, I talk about how I might have to be president someday, and I yeah. discuss my presidential platform. Okay, and uh, yeah, and uh, what was kind of the inspiration uh, for all this? You finally just get well, you know, the past ten years or so. I've been doing, uh, you know, through lots of jokes, one-liners, crowd work, um, uh, satire on the United States, uh, the world, and uh, American exceptionalism, and, um, you know, discussing all the big human rights issues and how we as a nation deal with that and how our government deals with that and or causes that. Or are they helping? Are they not helping? You know, but all of a non-preachy uh, what? You know, and, and still, still through that Judah Freelander lens of uh, you know being sure. being the best. Sure, okay, all right. Yeah, well, you know, for years I was, you know, um, you know, my my act was, you know, making fun of you know narcissism, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, you know, with the talking about, you know, me being the world champion and the greatest at everything. Right, right. You know, ultimately, um, you know, satirizing narcissism. And about 10 or so years ago, and it's become more so, I, I started um, really satirizing narcissism, um, not just as an, on an individual level, but on a, on a national level. Um, and, you know, it's expanded off of that. And weirdly, in that time, we elected a guy who used to be on the TV and is also a narcissist. So, yeah, yeah, and I think you know, you know, I think he's uh, uh, quite a bad president. I, I don't think it's that surprising that um, he has uh, that he is the president. You know. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't, you know. In the comedy I do, it's not like the stuff you see on late night TV where it's a lot of just, uh, you know, superficial Trump jokes. I don't really, 
I don't even know if I mentioned his name once. You know, my, my stuff uh, really satirizes the whole system, and uh, so hopefully, you know, shed some light onto why we are where we are. You know, yeah. Uh, instead of instead of looking at him, while he is uniquely bad, um, you know, it's not surprising that we got to where we are. So I think it's important to. You know, examine that, you know, not just, you know, in addition to like, hey, this guy's really bad. Well, it's like, well, why is he here? You know, why is he where he is? You know, you got to think about that, you know. Absolutely. Um, so, but, you know, at the same time, like I said, we're talking seriously now. That's not how I do things in my act. Sure. Yeah, if anyone hasn't seen my act, um, if you watch my, uh, I have an 84-minute stand-up performance film on Netflix. It's called America is the greatest country in the United States. And that is, uh, you know, my act, um, that would definitely give you a flavor for, you know, what I do. Uh, uh, you know, the act I have now deals with a lot of the same subjects, you know, whether it's healthcare, immigration, gun control, uh, and, you know, war, um, all these things, but uh, it's all new material that I'm doing. And I kind of run like a mock town hall where instead of just, you know, so every show I do is, is going to vary and be different. You know, yeah. I don't, instead of just doing, you know, a 100% monologue, you know, I invite a little bit of chaos into the room. You know, I, I tell the audience, you know, I may have to, may have to be president someday. Um, and then I invite them to ask me any questions about my presidential platform. And if there's any issues they're concerned about, and then I go into a completely ridiculous uh, series of jokes, artwork, and all kinds of stuff. So has it varied widely so far from city to city as far as the things people you know bring up? I see in the trailer someone asks about healthcare and yeah, no, I mean it's usually it's fairly. I mean, there's always some questions that are different, you know, but. Uh, you know, there's certainly a, 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 a core set of things that, you know, often come up. Yeah. And uh, you're talking about, the, you know, with the, the narcissism thing. And how does, like, uh, self-awareness or lack thereof kind of fit into it? Because that's something I've been interested in lately. Well, it's, you know, I think as a nation, um, and again, this is something I don't discuss in a... You know, I never tell people what to think. You know, to get my jokes, you have to think. But I don't tell people what to think. Um, so, but, you know, talking seriously here now, uh, you know, I think it's good to be confident. Um, to be overconfident, I think it's not good. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think as a nation, this country, throughout history, we've often been overconfident. And that's not something that's coming from one particular party. It's something that comes from both the major parties as well as the national media, no matter which way it leans politically. Um, you know, we're taught since we're little kids that this is the greatest country, not just currently, but in the history of civilization. That's what we're taught. Now, if you're taught that, 
that's probably going to blind you to any problems the country you might have. And it also might make you point the finger. Like if you start realizing, hey, wait a second, this, we're the greatest, but this one thing we have isn't good here. Well, since we're the greatest, it must be some kind of evil force that's causing <laughs> that because we're the greatest. So, you know, it causes people to, you know, and that, and then when you have that narcissism that's, that's created and taught, you know, since people are little kids, uh, then it would be logical for you to think, well, there must be something out there that's making this part bad. It can't be us. You know, it can't be our government. Got to be something else. That, that, that exceptionalism again you were talking about. Yeah. 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 So, so those are, you know, some of the ongoing themes. You know, I was uh, talking, I don't know if you know who Tim Slagle is. He's a comedian out of uh, Chicago. And uh, mm-hmm. he leans a bit to the right, a bit of a libertarian. And as I like to say, uh, yeah, I liked him a lot. He's just wrong. <laughs> but um, he pointed something out that I, I, never, I never considered. Uh, we were talking about, I forget what exactly we were talking about, but he said, you know, oh, we were talking about, I think, healthcare. And I asked him, you know, well, if they can do it in other countries. Why can't we do it here? And he said, well, in America, kind of like you were just saying, we've kind of grown up with this mentality of it's every man for himself. And while I'm not exactly sure... I buy into that. I think enough people do buy into that, like you're saying, that well, we, this is just the way we are. And you pointed out that the folks in Minnesota, culturally, you know, came from northern European countries where you had to stick together or you would die. And I thought that was a very interesting kind of way to look at it, um, even though I think that— Yeah, uh, but, you know, the, the every person for himself thing, yeah, that might be something that's ingrained in America, but— and also, the also you can make the you know that's just an argument that's not necessarily correct or or honest um, because we're also taught we're Americans, you know it's like you know support the troops we're Americans so we are we we are taught uh, teamwork we, we yeah. are are taught look out for each other yeah so you can make an argument that he's completely wrong with an argument like that yeah but but now, i think I don't it's know the guy so i don't want to be yeah yeah oh yeah i know yeah you know i'm just word over the phone, sure sure but uh but i i think you know you look at the notion too like when you know yeah we we shouldn't tax millionaires because someday i'm going to be a millionaire and i'm not going to want to be taxed that much to which i say yeah, you're never just, you're never going to be a millionaire <laughs> i mean yeah, maybe it's, it's, odds uh, are not you know superficial uh selfish attitude that's yeah been, uh, and you know, propagandized into people where it, it just doesn't, you know, it's just uh, not a good way to go about it. No, and again, back to that self awareness thing, it's like, well, you're e- because then, I mean, if you have that argument, then you can say, well, millionaires, um, you know, it's just, it's just that the argument just doesn't hold up in anything. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that, you know, there are always the people that say, well, why would I invent this great, develop this great new invention and make a million dollars if the government's going to take half of it? I'd be like, because you'd still have $500,000. That's why you would do that. <laughs> As opposed to having like, you know, $20,000 that you have now. Yeah. Also, it's, you know, what, what do you want to do? You want to, uh, you, you know, you, do you want to not share anything? Do you want to not, uh, do you want to only have private schools, only private police, only private firefighters, 
only private roads, you know? I mean, if you really want your individualism, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, this whole notion that we're, you know, punishing the wealthy is just hilarious to me because I think the wealthy are doing okay. <laughs> Last I checked. Well, also, also in this country, what most people need to realize is that no matter what major party you're at, now, there are certain issues that some are worse than others, but it's, you know, unfortunately, most governments, you know, are corrupt and democracy is more than voting once every four years. You know, it's governments are naturally designed to oppress people. And, you know, the most powerful people are often the richest people and they write the laws so that they favor themselves. So, you know, when you have Amazon making billions of dollars and paying zero in taxes, you know, you have the NFL until a year ago because the pressure was, was um, considered a nonprofit organization. I mean, and so they don't have to pay taxes. It's like, come on, guys, look, look around. You know, the, the rich guys are trying to make you blame the poor guys, and, uh, and they're just taking more from you. Yeah, as uh, my friend Jimmy Dore says, if you're upset at someone lower on the economic skill than you do, good chances that you're being manipulated by somebody above you on the economic ladder. So, yeah, it's well said by Jimmy. Yeah, 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 I know Jimmy very well said by Jimmy. Yeah, I've done his show several times. Yeah, um, so it's you know what it is. Yep. And this seems like really uh, the overall, the, with the way your show is structured here, like, like almost the perfect vehicle uh, to kind of bring these things to light, like you said, without doing it in a, in a preachy way, you know, kind of d displaying the absurdity of it all. Yeah, I mean, I do, you know, I, I, I do satire, I do absurdity, uh, and I, you know, I do things in, like I said, instead of just going from joke one to joke two, uh, then you you finish, I, I, you know, I kind of run like a mock town hall. Yeah. And I guess structurally that is beneficial and that then people kind of feel like, like you said, this isn't just joke, joke. I plan this and this is what I think. It's kind of like they feel yeah. kind of like they're, you know, part of the show because I guess they are really, they're, you know, they're, they're contributing yeah. their thoughts and yes, ideas. They are. Yeah. And it's also, you know, it does create unique moments that are only happening then and there that night as well, you know. In addition to moments that I've done before, but also stuff that I had not done before. Yeah, that that is kind of neat you when know, that happens. I, and live entertainment, you know, is live entertainment, you know. And I think, you know, so much live entertainment today, you know, as show business has gotten even more um, corporate over the years. You know, even a lot of live entertainment out there is... It may well not have even be live because it's so pre-produced, you know. Yeah, I know you'd, you'd often, I've said in interviews, I know that um, you still prefer stand-up above all because it's still like, I guess, the, you know, the most natural form of, of entertainment. And like, and people still do go out. Like, I, I know there's, uh, I don't know, it, it might have even been Jimmy that was mentioning this or somebody, or it was the other Jimmy, it was Jimmy Pardo, that there are guys that go out there and they're, they've been doing the same act for 20 years, and we won't name names, but, you know, the rest of them recognize yeah. them. And uh, that's kind of funny that people would do that. But I guess that then again, if you've if you found your niche and, and people, you know, want to pay to see that, I guess the, you know, the whole free enterprise thing, but it seems kind of boring in a way. 
uh, I hear you on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, do you have any other projects sort of uh, in the works? I know you're, you know, still a- a- actively acting, but with this going on right now, yeah. Is- well, no, I haven't been pursuing acting much at all the past several years. Uh, I'm just starting to get back into it a little bit. Well, I'm going to be filming. You know, the the stand-up film I have on Netflix. I I self-produced that. I directed it, edited it. Uh, of course, wrote and performed it. Yep. Um, and, you know, completely made it myself. And then after it was finished, I shopped it around and I wound up licensing it to Netflix. Um, and I'm going to be filming another one in the next couple months. And that's going to be done in a similar way where I'll be going to make it myself and then shop it around. And the Netflix uh, film I have, I recently got the audio rights back to that, so I'm going to be releasing that as a, as an audio album. Oh, well. cool! And yeah. um, and I might be putting it out on vinyl as well too. I'm not sure. I'm actually still looking around at that. Yeah, but and uh, about selling uh, digital these days. And then um, yeah, I did a little acting part. I did a little recurring role in this new children's show. It's um, it's on the new Apple streaming service. Uh, it's actually from the same company that made that makes Sesame Street. Oh. It's called Helpsters, so it's for real little kids. And I play a recurring role as a uh, a street vendor uh, on that show. Oh, neat! Uh, so that's you know that's like a you know a family kid show, and sure. and that was a real treat to do. I was you know totally opposite of what I do on the stand up stage, which is you know all comedy, but also quite serious and heavy stuff. Uh, and this stuff was all, you know, quite just, you know, <laughs> smiley and uplifting. So it was, it was a nice uh, change of pace to do that here. Yeah. Yeah, like John Favreau says, it's nice to come in and, and do somebody else's thing and just kind of help push it forward and not have it all, like, you know, sure. reliant on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And any other projects you want to tackle that you haven't yet that you would see as a vehicle for your comedy or you uh, yeah, well, you know, there's several things I want to do. I, I have some, um, documentary ideas I've been wanting to do. And, and then also some, uh, you know, again, satirical sort of, uh, political slash exploitation type, low budget, crazy movies, uh, I want to make as well. Oh, interesting. That's a little further away. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So, uh, like, so overall, I guess in in your private life, you're pretty interested in politics and, and current events, or only as it applies to comedy. Uh, it's mostly just I don't even consider it that way. I I just consider human rights, you know, um, and fighting for human rights does wind up being political. But uh, yeah, I don't even refer to myself really as a political comedian because I think so many people when they hear that they just sort of think. Oh, you're, you know, here's your jokes about what this politician said today. And yeah. That's, that's not really how I do it, you know, but, but yeah, so you, you know, you can make the argument that everything you do is political, but this is more, uh, you, you know, me just, um, you know, f- f- fighting for human rights. 
Cool. Well, great. Well, sounds like people in Minneapolis are in for a treat, and hopefully we can get you here in Cincinnati uh, sometime soon as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm actually looking at venues there. I'm trying oh. to figure out where to go there. Oh, golly. Um, There's the the Woodward? I usually do small theaters or yeah. music venues, so if you have any suggestions. Uh, the, uh, the Woodward, and I can uh, I can uh, send, this, uh, send all this information through Jess. Uh, your publicist, who is fantastic, by oh, the way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah don't checking that out. Don't, yeah. don't have you seen comics there before. Uh, I have not. They have had. They occasionally have comedy shows there. I think because it is a theater and it's a smaller room. Uh, the bigger room that they have comedians at is uh, the Taft Theater, and I think that seats. I want to say twenty five hundred, maybe. We just saw oh, Brian. Too much for me. Yeah, yeah. we saw Brian Wilson there, and um, who was just there? Uh, Billy Gardell was just there, but yeah, I think. Uh, and the Aronoff is another one. It's probably a kind of a bigger, but I think the Woodward is a little smaller. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's more like five hundred to a thousand. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll pass all that info on to uh, Jess, and um, and uh, yeah. That uh, and um, I'll with some other info as well uh, in case you have any other needs, but I'll explain that to Jess <laughs> later. Right. Well, it was Thanks great talking so to you, man. Yeah, this I appreciate doing this early and uh, yeah, and have fun in Minneapolis and have great holidays. Yeah, will do. All right. thank you Th- so much. Thanks, Judah. Again, to Judah Friedlander for being on the show. Great chat, eh? Uh, not sure if Judah Friedlander's uh, future president tour is going to be continuing on into 2020. I believe he said that it was. So uh, for all things Judah Friedlander, please go to judahfriedlander.com and that, uh, that'll that take you at all his stuff there and tickets to upcoming shows and all that sort of affair. So uh, yeah, um, we're now down to the song of the week. And the song of the week is from a fellow called V.C. Pines. His real name is Jack Mercer. And apparently he was in, uh, he was the front man of an indie band called the Carnabies, I believe, and a band I have never heard of. Anyway, he's, he's from London. He describes his sound as uh, uh, Americana, Japanese, British, or some mix of that. Uh, it looks like the Carnabies are kind of big over there in Japan, as they say, but they really were. Anyway, his sound is not so much indie rock. It is more of a, kind of a soulful, um, kind of revisiting, and, I, and boy, everybody hates this expression, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Blue-eyed soul? Yikes. Northern soul, uh, as the Brits like to uh, refer to it as well, because of, uh, that's what they called their uh, sort of soulful groups that came from the north of England that were really influenced by American R&B. But anyway... Uh, so he's been really getting a lot of uh, play over on uh, Radio 1, uh, especially with this track here called Bones. It's a little different than what we've been normally playing, so uh, I, th- I thought you'd enjoy it. I've been digging it. This is our song of the week. It's VC Pine's Bones on PF Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. I feed it in my bones, but I know it grows deeper than that. When I lose control, I lose my soul, and I fade into the black. Now's about the time you're turning lights out. I wish I could see you in the night now. Stand across the street from your house. Nobody's around, it's kind of quiet out. Nobody's around, it's kind of quiet out I feel it in my bones And I know It 
heard me whisper at your window You thought you saw me following where you go I'm seeing everything you ever do so Now I think I know you more than you know